Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. All right, good morning, everybody. Fix it radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Dennis Brewster, and our special guest, David Meeker, with us from Facility Solution Group and his son. Charles, we're going to talk lighting today, guys, so welcome, everyone. Well, thank you for having us this morning. On a bristly, cold Saturday morning here in Colorado. Yeah, nice to be back. A little different from last week. Yeah. Was it cold in Texas? No. No. No, shoot, no. It's nice down there. Is it? I mean, it can get cold, but no, it was. It was. Then it was nice. Yeah. Well, it wasn't bad a couple... When you were gone, I no, think it's too bad. It was bad. It was, I ran up the hill uh, last Saturday to check on my cabin and all that and the cleanup and everything. And No, it was it was a nice day last week, so yeah, quite the opposite gorgeous. of today, but that's <laughs> yeah. okay. It's a well, little that's chilly. We'll take it. We'll take this white stuff. Yeah. The white gold, we'll take it. Not a problem. So yeah. anyways, we're going to talk lighting today. That's why David's here. David volunteered a few weeks ago to come on and talk just LED lighting, lighting in general. There's always questions and I think misconceptions around this whole subject, so we will probably bring david back because i doubt in one hour we get all of this covered that would be my guess there's That's so right. much to talk about but without further ado we'll get into it if you have a question feel free to text us at 307 282 or the studio line 303-477-5600 now we will also replay this show on sunday afternoon so if you're listening on sunday thank you you cannot call in of course but you can text a question and then on tuesday from 2 to 3 o'clock, this also replays, and in that case, you can still text us again. We'll answer the question then, but we will not be live on air, although I'm usually sitting around the studio getting ready for my yeah, next show here. at 3. So I'm already yeah. here, but I, you know, we're not going to be live, and we're not answering questions. But you're you're free to actually do a, a text message to us and ask any question. By the way, you can do that any time. Anything for around-the-house questions, text us, and we'll get you an answer back, 307-200-8222. But without further ado, welcome, David. Hi, thank you, John. It's David's, a pleasure. David's voice is familiar because he calls in during the week yeah. on an occasion. On occasions. And I and we appreciate that. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate all the subjects you guys bridge day in and day out. It's a joy. Well, thank you. We, we appreciate it. We appreciate your, uh, your faithfulness and listening. And we appreciate you taking the drive down and, uh, and talking lighting today because this is, this, is a, this is a big subject. I mean, this is one of those subjects that literally it affects sort of like politics it affects everyone whether you realize it or not right it does and it uh in our homes and our facilities that we work in office buildings or your the maybe a plant that somebody works in the lighting is all around us and when we're not outside we're inside and what we set up inside the space creates how we feel right. believe it or not it can't affect you um particularly so, t- so talk about yeah. that for a moment because again i think that's one of the I shouldn't say unknowns. I think I think people realize that, but I think people are more accustomed to just making sure a room is lit, not necessarily how it's lit. Am Ab- I saying that correctly? Absolutely. If you talk to architects, I have a, a dear friend in Dallas. He's a well-known architect, but his he's like the Frank Lloyd. Uh, and I'm not going to compare him to Frank Lloyd Wright, but he uses light from the exterior into the homes that he designs. He does multi-million dollar homes and they're gorgeous when you see his designs you're just like 
I love the space. It's because he's built into it outside light. Now, those of us that may not have that ability to afford that, right. potentially, you're going to say, well, what can I do on the inside of my house? Well, simple things are what your lights are like in the evening. You want to create an ambiance in the evening. Uh, let me use a restaurant real quick. That's a great example. If you're going to a high-end evening restaurant, which hopefully we'll get to do again sometime, yes. you want a nice, intimate dinner with your wife or with your family, for instance. If you go in and you have um, lighting that doesn't have a warm feel to it, it may look like high noon outside inside the restaurant, that's a very uncomfortable feel. It doesn't build an ambiance into the setting. Um so, and yet one of the things I see people in restaurants do, and I agree with what you're saying, but the other thing you'll see people do, I being one of those, is to just temporarily, which it's not as big of a deal right now because the menus are on your phones, but if it's not that way and you're trying to read the menu, sometimes it can be a little dark and you're using the phone or the yeah. flashlight or whatever to actually read the menu because it is dark enough where if your, if your eyes, as we get older especially, you have a hard time seeing those things in the dark. Now, it's a great setting, and you want all of that effect, but it does make it tough sometimes to read the menu. On the same token, if it was bright enough to read the menu, now it's not such an enjoyable dinner. Exactly, and, and you bring up a very valid point. After the age of 40, and this goes for everybody across the board, our eyes yellow. We don't know that, but the corneas start to yellow a little bit. And it affects what we call in the business eye acuity. You lose the ability to see under the same amount of light. So you've got children that are 30 or younger. They're going, Dad, are you blind? Right. No, you're not blind. You no, just no, you don't you just wait your turn. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what you should say. You're coming to me. You're going to be there, too. Just yeah. wait your turn. Yeah. Well, you know, real quick, another thing that happens is if it's cold outside, like today, and you're in at night and you start a fire or something or turn down your lights, it feels like it's warmer in the house. Yeah. That's it, your mind. It is. It, it is. It's it's incredible. And now, as a side note on eyes, even the blind, their their eyes still function to recept. There are receptors that they have discovered still kind of work, even though they can't see. Mm. The color, the the sensitivity of the body to the out to the sun, it has effect even on them. So I'm, I'm assuming not only through your eye receptors, but just skin and other things, it has the ability to know whether you're in a light setting or a dark setting. Am I correct in that? Yeah, and, and, and if you got, heaven forbid, you got lost in a, in a mind or in a cave and you didn't see light, you will lose your ability to see without light. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <clears throat> you can go blind. There, there are um, documentations of that, that it's either permanent or it's temporary, but without... I didn't know that. Yeah. And so, know that. It, so that's crazy. how important light is. Yeah, light is important. Oh. So well, what I wanted to, to articulate as far as your homes go, let, let's just, somebody's wanting to sell a house, lighting can make the deal or kill the deal. Well said. I know. Right. Well said. Yes. Hang on to that thought. John in Denver, you got a question for us. What's going on, John? Oh, yeah. I have uh, some turn signals, some LED turn signals I put on my old truck. I replace them just the back ones and... Now what uh, happens a little different is the uh, indicator, uh, da like a dash, or a, yes. in, in this case is in the handle, a little, right. little indicator light lights one time, and then it stops lighting. <laughs> yeah, because there's not enough resistance in that circuit to actually right. make that function yep. properly, John. That's why. Yes. Yeah. Because oh, the LED has that? very little resistance to it, right. if any. Okay. Huh. Okay. What is, would there be a way to fix that then, or? 
There's little copet. Uh, some of the manufacturers, Sylvania does a good job of it. There's uh, what they call. Uh, it's not a capacitance. It's a resistor that goes in line yes. that mm -hmm. makes yeah. the system recognize, hey, I I've got the same resistance I was designed to that I had work before, with. Right. That I had before. Yeah, exactly. So that's what you'd oh, have okay. to do, John. Yeah, there, there is no way in the lighting system itself to do so. Yeah. You'd have to add that into it or live with what you have. Does it still oh, flash well, okay? It won't flash. It just turns One on once. Yeah, so yeah, oh, yeah, the outside works perfectly. Yeah. The, out, the outside's oh. flashing? Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, it's just the indicator. Then you either just need to you know, either live with it or do what David just said. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where would I get that? Uh, well, it used to be Radio Shack back in the right. day. You in today's world, Amazon. Amazon, I guess. Amazon, uh, AutoZone. I think any any of the retailers that sell like Sylvania, you'll see a lot of, uh, a better extensive. I'm not advertising them. It's just they've done a good job in the automotive world. Yeah, and I and I would. Um, just as a side note, you, at parts store wise, unless it's sitting on the shelf or and or you find the right parts guy, say at even Napa that understands what we're talking about, you're going to do as well on your own as you will going to a yeah. parts. If or, you go to Amazon, you can get a whole pack of those. That'd be the way to like do it. Yeah, ten bucks. Yeah, or eleven bucks. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Great. Thanks a lot. No, thank you, John, yeah, very much. Which bleeds to the next subject when it comes to the LED lighting, David. I mean, the biggest reason why a lot of folks have gone LED is. A, you can control the light in a much better fashion than you used to be able to. And it is cheaper to run because of what we just said, right? Right. And when we pay our electric for uh, the purposes of Fix-It Radio and the homeowner, your watts are what you're paying for in your electric bills. So from your appliances to your lighting, and lighting is the single quickest payback. Um, when I bought my first house, gosh, long time ago now, um, I went through there and when all the lights were turned on, that meter would spin. You could literally see the, the old dial, the analog dial, <laughs> yeah, just right. spinning. Yeah. And when I got done, it was before LED, I used the old, corn, uh, the old spirals and right. so forth, but I used warm color spirals. I was using, instead of using 2,000 watts, I was using maybe 500 watts through the whole house or maybe less than that. Big but difference. Yeah. Huge difference. But one of the, the, the biggest thing that we have to remember about LED is, it stands for light-emitting diodes. Well, what makes light-emitting diodes work? Electronics. When we started having transistors come into the market back in the 60s, we got transistor radios from the tubes. That was called solid state. A very quick side note here, 1990-91, when fluorescent lighting was controlled, and are you okay if I digress? Go, go ahead. No, it's okay. perfect. Thank you. No, I'm learning yeah. a lot. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, this is good. Fluorescent lighting had two components. You had the fluorescent lamp and you had the ballast. The ballast controlled the power provided to that light. Like ignited the bulb, basically. Ignited the bulb. Okay. <clears throat> and as a quick anatomy of a fluorescent bulb, a fluorescent tube, be it two foot, four foot, six foot, eight foot, whatever. Eight foot, whatever. If you break it open, if you destroyed the out, outer envelope, at each end it's called a cathode. It's a filament. It had white emission paste on it. And that, when you Char put the uh, electricity to it, igniting it, the gas that's inside the tube would act be activated. Well, without that white coating of that tube, you had no light. You had what they called UV lighting. That's the that's, that. and, and that's it, and it's it's harmful to look at it and be present with what we call UVC. You can't be exposed to it. There's some caveats to that, but let's just say that for so everybody listening. You do not expose yourself to UVC. It's dangerous to your body, to your eyes, everything. 
Now they are using it, and I could go into a whole other thing about HVAC systems on UVC lighting. There's other things called ionization, but point is we're talking about fluorescent lighting. That ballast was was a, a mechanical apparatus, it, um, magnetic. That was the term we used then. Yeah. So 91, the introduction of electronic ballast started coming into the market. So where I'm going with that is solid-state lighting, LED. Solid state are electronics. All these bulbs that you're putting in your house are electronic. They're electronic devices. Right. The early inception, and uh, I'll call out Philips because they were the first one, but there was a study done, and these they, they, they looked like uh, they were segmented in three sections. They were yellow-looking, and they had horrible distortion levels that nobody knew about, but they were like way off the chart distortion. You could, It could cause interferences. So now LED lighting has come miles from where it was, but I'm uh, going to come back quickly to this magnetic ballast story. Magnetic ballast started when they started converting, going from magnetic to electronic, it uh, created something instead of being 60 hertz that a magnetic ballast ran on, there was a flicker that mm -hmm. I could pick it up mm -hmm. with fluorescent lighting. Mm -hmm. When they went to electronic, it went to 25,000 hertz with that bulb. So the, 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 uh, if you put up a um, um, scope to it, you'd see the oscillation. Right. You couldn't see it anymore, so it would it go away. so fast. <clears throat> I, was a, I, I, I would solve problems in offices. Well, I'm getting headaches. I'm not getting headaches anymore because there wasn't the strobe effect. Wasn't that oscillation going on? Not, not going on at all. But what happened, what we learned, what the industry learned was there was harmonic distortions. When they started in hospitals, they started doing it. They had interference, be it backfeed yeah. in the neutrals or with other equipment. And so you started seeing stamped on the, the uh, ballast less than 20% harmonic distortion, less than 10% harmonic distortion. But... I had a salesman. I was in purchasing when I first came into the business. I wanted to learn the business, so I said, I'll do purchasing for a year. I had one of my salesmen call in and go, David, um, I, need, I need to get these, these uh, electronic ballasts. I need to, it needs to say electronic ballast. I said, what does it say on there now? It says solid state. I didn't know I was on a speaker. I go, well, tell the moron that a solid, solid state is, is electronic. electronic. And I heard this. He's right. Next to me, you heard everything. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. Okay. Be careful what you say yes. when you say it. Yes. Good so, one. but solid-state lighting, uh, that means it's electronic. So, um, in, that, in, in the fluorescent world, fluorescent lighting is disappearing. There's very little need of it. And right. if you take the anatomy of what looks like uh, let's, fluorescent tubes, now they make... Uh, um, LED tubes right. yeah. that look like fluorescent right. tubes. Yeah. If you break that open, what you're going to find, you're going to find, um, depending on which one I'm talking about, but it'll be an LED tape inside yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, just a yeah. long tape. That's a long tape. tape. That's all, yeah. that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the outside is just a plastic tube. It's a plastic tube or glass. What they found out by going back to glass, it helps dissipate heat, uh, and it's rigid because when you get it, like true. an 8-foot application. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. sure. Yeah, the and glass is more rigid than the plastic. Yeah. The infrastructure... There are my, plants that are almost a mile long that are glass, ba basically uh, blast furnaces for making glass. They want to keep those going. Right. So uh, that they've converted that. There, uh, there's okay. so much about the Makes industry sense. that's interesting. Wow. Okay. Hold that thought. Perfect yeah. break. We'll yeah. take, we'll take <laughs> yeah. a quick break, guys. Fix it, Radio. If you've got a question for David on 
anything lighting, please call us. And again, we'll have you back in the future. This is great stuff. 303-477-5600. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change, all without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important, your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy, but it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Rather than struggling, you can expand your business with John Rush as your personal business coach. No matter what business you're in, it's always a mistake to wait, hold off, and see what happens. Now is the time to move forward. Two of John's clients are expanding right now, moving into new industries because they see an opportunity. John believes that as long as you fill a need, there's no reason not to grow. Send an email to john at rushtoreason.com and run your ideas by him today. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. And again, our special guest today, David Meeker, joining us from Facility Solutions Group. Appreciate David taking time out of his Saturday. His son Charles with us as well. Myself, Dennis Brewster. Let's go to the phones. We've got a couple of lines lit up, and we'll have David back in the future again, folks. If we don't get everything handled today, don't worry. We'll have him back. Joe, what's going on, sir? Morning, John. Hey, a couple of things on LEDs. Uh, one, uh, to his point, uh, they emit a radio frequency, and uh, if you're if you're Get a new garage door opener installed. They'll warn you about that. And sure enough, I put two LEDs in my garage door opener, and my remote wouldn't work. Took them out, put the incandescents back. It worked just fine. Uh, Can I make a suggestion real quick, Joe? Sure. You can go to Home Depot and go to the garage door section, and you can test it out. It may still mess up, but uh, Genie branded a line that has uh, the low, uh, I'll call it harmonic, the distortion it will not interfere, and it will work. It'll solve your problem. So you know, I, I, I saw those online the other day, and I'll probably give that a try because, as you know, that the um, unlike compact, for, compact fluorescents, which hates, hate the cold and yes. love the heat, right. LEDs love the cold and hate the heat. Absolutely. So, uh, so I'm, I'm going to give that a try because I really did like the brightness 
uh, of the LED. So I'm going to give that those special garage door opener bulbs. Uh, and it'll take the vibration too. That's the other advantage to it too, because some garage door openers would vibrate enough it would uh, cause the incandescent filament to break in it. Um, uh, and the other thing I was going to say is uh, most people, when they think of an LED, think of a bulb. Well, what they don't realize is that the actual LED is a little tiny thing smaller yep. than the eraser on the back of your, That's right. your the pencil. The other day, my wife, we had a flush-mounted fixture in our bedroom that my wife wanted changed. And this fixture, I don't think, was an inch deep, top to bottom. And I took it out, and what it was, there were no bulbs in it. What it was, it was a flat plate array that must have had yep. 30 of these little dots right. in each, because LED stands for light, light emitting diode. That's right. And there must have been 30 of these things in an array around the around this thing. So, if you do need a flush mount, you don't want you don't have a lot of headroom. You can get an LED fixture that doesn't use bulbs. It has integral yep. uh, LEDs mounted to a flat plate. Yep. Uh, Work well. First time, first time I'd ever seen that, but. You can get flush mounted. By the way, in those LED bulbs, what it really is, if you were to break the glass and look, you have a stem that typically has yep. 30, 40, or 50 of those little dots, uh, you know, glued or, uh, you know, affixed to that stem, and each one shines independently. But an LED is a little, little tiny thing, uh, not much bigger than a, an ink dot. So, No, good stuff. Joe, appreciate it. That, that is excellent info, especially on the garage door openers. Thanks, Joe. Have a great weekend. Appreciate all you do. Real quick, I wanted to ask, though, David, when it comes to some of the things Joe just said, I know because I've accidentally broken some of those yep. open, and what I'm guessing is there's a difference in quality of whether there's one, two, three, four strips inside of a bulb, depending upon the quality of the bulb. Am I right? Yes, it's designed there, um, and I've just taken a, a brain freeze on it, but what they've done now is they've been able to embed the LEDs into what appears to be a single chip, but if you really got under a microscope, almost a microscope, large magnifying glass, you'll see a large number of them, but it looks about the size of a postage stamp. Now, let me okay. digress here just to explain something about LED. LED in its purest form is blue. Okay. The original LED is just a super bright white. It is layered with they with the same thing that was used in fluorescent lighting, but phosphors, they build a layer like a sandwich, and that's how they're able to build it into a warm LED or into a cool LED, cool meaning bluish light. So if you have color changing, let's just say it's a single fixture, mm -hmm. a single light fixture, not a plumbing fixture, but a light fixture. Right. Um, and it goes from very warm to very white light. There's a couple of ways to do this. The cheap way to do it is to mix red, green, blues. If you take red, green, blue and mix it all together, you get white. Now, that that's a whole nother conversation and so forth, but it's blending of color is one way to do it. The other way is to already have it dedicated to a, to a point. So, okay. I, uh, not to confuse anybody. Oh, no, that makes sense. But I have, I have can lights that when you pull them down, you can change the colors. You can go from a real bright white to a kind of a, a, a yellow. Yellow. And it's a preset, right, on that one? Yeah. There's like five different options I have. Right. And that's now what they're doing, they're even taking another step that on your wall, besides just the intensity being a dimmer, you now could go up there and with the intensity next to it of making it do it automatically there 
or even being wireless. Phillips has that. Yes, they do. Huh. Yes, they've got them. John, the technology must be going fast oh, because it's, these it's were huge. the newest things. It's I just huge. put them in last like six months ago. Yeah. It's huge. It's 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 going it's wild every six months and yeah. just yeah. It's like buying TVs. Yeah, it is. It is literally think of it that way. All right, Bill and Boulder, you're next. What's going on, Bill? Hey, good morning, John. Um, great topic. Thanks for having David. You're on. very welcome. Thank um, him. Uh, actually, he's the one that, that made the yeah. trek down. So thank him. <laughs> Oh, cool. Yeah, welcome, David. Um, I've got a, a follow-up uh, comment on Joe's co- uh, question, and then I had a question for David. Um, so I used to work in the bicycle industry uh, doing lights and computers for bicycles. And when LED lights first started coming out, a lot of folks that were using a wireless cycle computer um, were getting interference from the light for the reasons that you kind of went into earlier. Um, and it had to do with the, the type of digital signal there's a, I'm um, sorry, of the wireless signal. You have an analog wireless signal and there's a digital wireless signal. Um, and the digital wireless signal usually uh, uh, transmits at the 2.4 uh, gigahertz range. And that is immune to the uh, uh, interference that the LED light, uh, um, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, emits. Radio interference. Yeah. Is, yeah, emits. Correct. So that's that's probably another way to maybe look at that. And it has to do with the... An analog stream is, is a continual stream of data, whereas the uh, digital stream sends that data in packets. Yep, they're packets. So it's, it's, yep. Uh, right, yep. so it's more resistant to that cross-interference from the LED Makes sense. Uh, signals. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and the, the cycle com- uh, computer companies all started, all their wireless, or most of their wireless computers were now broadcasting at 2.4 gigahertz range so it's a lot more immune to that makes so sense it was an issue good info yeah it was funny people yeah, yeah they're like oh I, I did a 10 mile ride today but it only registered six on my computer well that's why so mm. you know when they're using those older wireless and then the wired computers are completely, obviously completely immune to that. right so um but david i wanted to ask you with just the abundance of um cars that are using led headlights now i know that led has generated a tremendous amount of uh, heat, and that's always taken up by the, the heat sink of the housing itself, which typically has to be exposed to some type of an uh, air source, uh, oncoming air source to cool that off. How are they managing that heat in uh, a headlight enclosure, which seems to be kind of blocked from a lot of uh, oncoming airflow? I'm going to let John, well, I, I can speak to it a little bit, but it, it, here's, the, here's the thing. If a car is designed for incandescent or halogen, so, right. similar technology. It's a filament technology. Those heat up. Right. Correct. If you go to LED, they, do. um, they don't. They don't. But the heat sink will be hot. And let's. I'll give you a, a real-world uh-huh. example. Nightlights back uh, 20, 30, 40 years ago, um, when you had a nightlight um, and a wall uh-huh. plate, 7 watts is enough heat to create a fire. GE discovered that if they made a 4-watt incandescent, 4-watt, it wasn't enough heat to cause a fire. So okay. a watt is energy. Uh, excuse me. A watt creates heat. As you go mm-hmm. up past seven watts, wherever the heat sink is on any LED lamp, you could grab it and you can't hold it sometimes. You get up above 10 right. watts to 15 watts, 20 watts. It's too hot to hold it on your hands. Just there. But you mm-hmm. touch the outer mm-hmm. envelope where the illumination is taking place, it's cool as can be. It's cool as a cucumber. Right. So right. The, um, as far as that heat dissipation goes, I could if somebody, they use, oh, I know what it was. There's called passive cooling and active cooling. Active cooling has a little mm-hmm. fan built into them. Right. That right. could cause interference potentially in a car 
that maybe di- what yeah, didn't I don't know, any, I don't know any cars with active cooling. They're all a heat sink there you go. type of an array, Bill. And and they're, they're typically doing that just because there's not a lot of wattage, back to what David was talking about, so they don't get super hot. In fact, one of the downsides to the LED lighting is the fact that they will not melt the ice right. off of the front yep. of the headlamp. In fact, my, oh, I'll give you an example, my Chevy Bolt. So yesterday I was mm-hmm. getting ready to head home out of the station last night. Of course, I drove down. It was super you know, wet and icy and so on. So I get here, and of course, it's still cold outside, so everything freezes. So I go to leave last night. I'm like, are my lights on? I'm flipping the switch, and I can't barely, I can barely see to drive. So I got to run down the street, mm-hmm. Bill, to the gas station. And of course, it's a bolt at a gas station, which probably doesn't look real great because you're not <laughs> yeah. putting gas in. But I, I <laughs> this run guy out, lost yeah, it. Yeah. I, I find the, uh, you know, I find the windshield squeegee, and literally, instead of squeegeeing the windshield, I'm squeegeeing off the front of the right. headlamps because of what you just said. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Yep, because yeah. they, it will okay. not melt the ice off. And that's not good. No, it, no. it, is, no, it is. It's a problem on some of these newer cars that, yes. that frankly, Bill, yeah, I don't yeah. think the manufacturers have really thought through well enough because there really isn't, at this point to my knowledge, there's really no answer to what I just said. No, yeah. and that's dangerous because the ice will build up when you're driving down that's the right. road. And you that's can't right. do anything about it. You can't. can't you got to pull over. They, they could wonder, part. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I wonder if there's some way to, to actually work some type of a filament into the lens and then use that as an additional heat sink. Because, you know, to your point, David, uh, you know, when we were testing those, those uh, bicycle lights and when they were static in the, in, the, in the office, they would get really hot. We actually designed a lot of uh, passive cooling into them vis-a-vis fins, and then we, they were always an aluminum body because it's a good heat sink source. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, once you're out riding, you know, out, out on, the, on the trail or on the road, right. Uh, just that the ram air kept it cool right and that cooled yeah. the light off yeah what and, they almost need to do bill is somehow figure out how to put the LED. the heat sink of the led inside of the housing but i they but they've expense. not they've uh, not they, done that it, and it's manufacturing is going to come down to expense what is the cheapest way to go right in the plastic that's the other thing if you had glass lens right. easy greasy but yeah. with the with the plastic it's like well we'll melt the plastic right. or we'll cause it to yellow on the right. inside yes. with too much heat yeah right. it would yellow that's right no yeah. great question I'm, by I'm the way i'm sure they're working on it somewhere yeah. Well, I'm sure somebody is. Yeah, I believe oh, yeah. you. Know, it's 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 going to have to get fixed at some point because they know it exists. But yeah. as of right now, I I do not know of a actual fix other than using some of the other types of chemicals and things on the light to try to keep the stuff from sticking in the first place. That's about the only other thing. Which we we'll talk to the Novus Autoglass guys at uh, in Drive Radio and see if we maybe have a fix for that that way. Bill, thanks. I got to run. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Dan and Monument, hang tight. We'll take a quick break. Fix It Radio, KLZ five sixty. Your home insurance should include the stuff inside your house, too. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance, remains one of very few agents who will sit down with you and ask specific, detailed questions, making sure that in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. After a fire, you won't only need a new place to live, you'll also need to replace your gun collection and your jewelry. In those situations, you don't want to work with an agent you found online. You want to talk to someone who knows you, Someone who will take the initiative to call and see how you're doing. Even in less disastrous situations, such as accidentally dropping your wedding ring down the sink, the proper coverage with Paul will make you financially whole. Paul Lewinberger can't relieve the emotional loss of a family heirloom, but he will make sure that you can replace your possessions at their full financial value. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Take AIM. Affordable Interest Mortgage has been offering the Asset Manager all-in-one loan for over 11 years. 
We are experienced in helping homeowners pay thousands less in interest on their mortgage, own their home faster, all without spending one dime more. 720-895-0500. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we have hundreds of clients that have been using this loans to build their equity faster, access emergency funds when necessary, and pay off their home in 8 to 13 years versus 25 to 30. People initially believe this loan is too good to be true, but it is true. Call 720-895-0500 now to see if you qualify. Loans from 100000 to $2.5 million, same rate. Ask our previous clients. They will tell you it works. Call 720-895-0500 and work with the experts. This loan has been around since 1965. Affordable interest mortgage, where it's all about you. 720-895-0500. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298191, Equal Credit Lender. Rather than struggling, you can expand your business with John Rush as your personal business coach. No matter what business you're in, it's always a mistake to wait, hold off, and see what happens. Now is the time to move forward. Two of John's clients are expanding right now, moving into new industries because they see an opportunity. John believes that as long as you fill a need, there's no reason not to grow. Send an email to john at rushtoreason.com and run your ideas by him today. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Again, special thanks to uh, David Meeker joining us today from Facility Solutions Group. We're talking lighting, LED lighting specifically. Dennis Brewster also with me today. Dan, a monument is next on the phone. Dan, welcome. Yes, uh, just a quick comment. GM has a recall out as of about a week ago on uh, LED lights turning the covers blue. And uh, this is something they've never run into before, but... It's it's a recall that just came out on Tahoe, Suburbans, and Yukon. So I just thought I'd throw that out. They're having problems with the color. Um, in like yeah, and and I I've not read that specific recall, Dan. Uh, but yeah, they they've had. Let's just face it, the automotive industry right now is still trying to catch up to the new advancements on the LED side. Everything from daylight running lights that aren't working properly. Uh, at night and or staying on and, you know, adding confusion to what's already going on in the lighting system and things along those lines. So, yeah, they are, they uh, all are, and that's not just on the GM side, they're all trying to figure out how to catch up and make this work properly. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you. Enjoy no, the- no, you're very welcome, Dan. Thanks for bringing that up. And if you're one of those, but just a side note, all of you will talk about this in Drive Radio as well, but if you think that you've got any kind of a recall on your vehicle, you can either call your dealership with your VIN number and ask them, and they'll tell you specifically if there's an outstanding recall or not, or you can go right to the uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration website and put in your VIN number, and it'll tell you if there's any open recalls that way as well. But back to LED lighting and, and the heat side of the fence, it, it is a big deal because the actual surface of the bulb or the light or whatever, you, whatever it happens to be, because there's multiple ways to do LED, there's no heat. You can grab the bulb with your fingers after it's been on for a while and grab, grab a hold of it, and away you go. Yep. And the, the driver, and I was, uh, I'll give you a quick anatomy on the, the bulbs that we all think about. Just uh, looks like a regular A19. A19 is a standard 60-watt light bulb is what we always used to think for a lamp. That size is an A19, and the designations are um, in eighths of an inch is what this is called. Uh, what I'm re- referencing, A19. But anyway, the A19 shape and so forth, if you broke it apart to what um, Joe was mentioning, the other caller also noted, is you'll see a little LED array in the bottom that it's been done 
over the last five years a lot of different ways, but at the end of the day, now they're just placing them at the bottom and letting it illuminate the uh, illuminously the the outer envelope, <clears throat> and all the electronics are in the base, and it's tiny. Now, uh, that's one way of doing it. Also, you have what they call the vintage look, where it's an LED yep. array on a what looks like a filament. They'll make it in spirals and so forth like that. But I will tell you, the old Edison style that had the multi-filaments, there isn't anything prettier for ambiance than looking at that, because I've done it in my own home. I've got some <clears throat> different fixtures I put up, and I go, I don't want LED in these. I want the old incandescent because it gave me the look that I was after. But And they are a cool look, by the way. They are. Now, the little, the when I'm, uh, I didn't bring one with me today, but the, um, you can go to Home Depot, Lowe's, any of the, the, the retailers that sell LED lighting, and you'll see displays, and they'll look like little yellow sticks inside there for lack of a better way to That's describe good way it. Seeing it no. <clears throat> I'm looking at them now. That's exactly yeah. what they look like. And they will dim. Mm -hmm. Those those can dim, but let, let's let's talk about dimming real quick cuz that's every homeowner is going to find this. <clears throat> and you used to have it with incandescent. You could dim down an incandescent light bulb say on a sh the old chandeliers or other and you start hearing this little bit of a hum. Yeah, the buzz. Oh yeah. The buzz. What the buzz was was the filaments shaking the, the right. lamps. Yes, Vibrate. they're shaking. Yeah. 60 hertz. Right. right. All right. Guess what? With old dimmers with LEDs, you can cause the LED to hum now. I discovered that at a residential. I've got some properties, and I was in there, and I was like, I still have, the age I am, I still have very good hearing. And I'm like, what am I hearing? Is it, is it my brain fuzzing out? No, no, no. And I went around, and I isolated it to the one fixture. But when I brought it full burn, no more dimming. No and it's because of the way the dimmers work. The, and the, the latest, greatest dimmers are what you want to do when you want to get flawless dimming with LED. Now, bear something in mind here. All LEDs are not created equal. You get what you pay for. Dimming with LED is a different animal than what we had with incandescent. Some aren't even dimmable. Bingo. Some aren't. And, and it'll tell you right on the box, by the way. That's right. Dimmable, non-dimmable. And you, can, you will burn them out when you go to dim them. Yeah. I've done it. I so, have to, actually. <laughs> Because because I, I didn't pay attention to the box right. when I bought them, yeah. and and I've played I, I play with the stuff outside the office. When I'm in the office, if I'm going to demo demonstrate something, I always make sure everything's working and I can explain it to the to the client when I'm demoing it. But on this, particularly on the the dimming side of it, when you dim LED, what we call 50% dimming to the naked eye, at 50% may only appear to be 20 or 30%. It's all perception, which is, uh, and I'm not being deceptive in saying that. Our eye perceives things differently. So when you dim down to, say, 20%, that might look, depending on the amount of output and the color temperature and all these factors, it might look only to be 40%. But the delta, and I say the delta, the change where the most cost involved on dimming LED is the last 20% of that light setup. To get it to go from the last 20% all the way to dim is the most expensive part uh, of the electronics sense. to make that work. So that is that that is quickly accelerating um, to the regular screw-in bulbs, but all this is to say there is not a pat answer. You gotta take it system by system, mm. and you've gotta use the right kind of dimming mechanisms, mechanisms yeah. in place. And the most current dimmers, and 
I'm going to, uh, I'm throwing a name out there, but they make a good product. Or Lutron makes right. a good one. Lutron, yeah. And then the, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the other ones because the companies keep getting, being bought up. It used to be Cooper, and now I'm trying to remember who it is at Home Depot. But anyway, um, oh, uh, Legrand, I think is the right name. They make dimmers too. If you buy the latest, greatest, you're going to have pretty good match depending on what you're trying to do. Um, excuse me. Uh, the other thing is uh, also when we're when you take LED, it is incredible what we can package into a single mm -hmm. little form factor. But if you're not careful, you can pack too much into a single small envelope of form factor. And I'll use the term we call it a glare bomb. It is so brilliant you can't. It, it, it's it's glare. And if you did that in your home. Depending on what you're trying to do, let's take a laundry room. A laundry room is a great place. Either you're washing, your wife's doing the wash, but you've got stains on clothes and so forth. You would like to have a lot of light in there. But at nighttime, if that happens to be a pass-through, you don't want that same level right. of light. You'd like to be able to right. dim it. Well, the other caveat there is if you really want to see clothes well, when washing, you want 5,000K. And I can go into that another time, but 5,000K is a really white light. And you can differentiate spots in your clothes, so forth like that. Well, at nighttime, that 5,000K is obnoxious when you're walking through. You're going, oh, man. Well, we're moving into the phase where eventually we're going to be able to change the color, what we call color temperature, and that's measured in Kelvin. It's not degrees Kelvin. Anybody says, well, it's 3,000 degrees Kelvin. No, 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 no. Kelvin, when it was set up, is Kelvin only. It's not a degrees factor. It's just a big K on, on boxes when we read them. So you'll be able to step in and... Depending on the dimmer and the switch setup, you could have it set at the lowest setting of uh, 2800, 2200. 2200 is really warm, um, but uh, like candle almost when you get down that low. But at 3000, that's acceptable, and it's not obnoxious to our eyes at night. So um, uh, there's a thousand different paths I can take here. But um, Well, let's take some calls, and we'll, we'll uh, again, we're going to have... David, back in the future, if we don't get everything done today. But keep calling, folks. There's lots of great questions here. Russ and Cheyenne, you're next. What's going on, Russ? Hey, how you doing? Good, sir. Okay, so I've got two things. I have some vintage signs that I need to relight, and I'd like to relight them with LED. And I bought one of those LED strips um, to put in one of the fixtures. It just well, wasn't bright enough. It barely lit the thing up. I'm wondering what kind of LED strip I need to find mm. to light that sign up. Well, how, what was original in it, if I can ask, Russ? They, they were uh, fluorescents. All right. What you can do with the fluorescent, there are actually fluorescents that you could put in place of them. Yep. And that would be my guidance. Um, fluorescents. Well, oh, go the, ahead. Uh, my, my boxes are gutted out. <clears throat> Whoever uh, oh, had them before me okay, removed so you don't, that's, everything that's out. That's okay, though. <clears throat> it's okay. You could still rebuild it, but here's another way you can do it. Is it a double side or single side sign? Single side. Okay, single sign. All right. How deep is it? What's the depth of that box? Uh, about four to four to five inches All on right. both of them. They, there are arrays that you can purchase that are daisy chain to go to the wiring, and they, depending on the... Uh, Oh, and uh, what is the face? What are you lighting? Is it channel letters or is it a complete face that's got cutouts? How's it set up? They're, they're complete faces. Okay. To get that uh, evenly illuminated, there are, you could rebuild it with the fluorescent tubes, but you've got to get ones that at least have 270 degrees of light out of that tube. Um, 
Okay. You could do an 80, but the back plate, is the back plate white on it? Yes. Okay, one's yeah. One's silver, one's white. Okay. That that's that is giving you reflectivity. That's important to you can play off of that because you're trying to fill that whole box with light. The other Yeah, I was kind of thinking about using that chrome bumper paint to kind of Yeah, that'll yeah, shine you it could up do that. Sure. Anything sure. Great like idea. That. But the uh, on that back plate, what I was going to say is um, uh, I'd have to do it offline, but I, I'm drawing a blank of the manufacturer. But there are these little arrays that are used in signs today, even channel letters type signs, which are single letters or the big signs. And the little arrays, they'll have different degrees, and what you're wanting really in your situation is 120 degree at least or 180 degree. And you just zigzag them inside there, depending on which way you want to do it. You can play with it. And typically those are run off of, uh, I think, 24 volt or 12 volt. Some are now going line voltage at 120 volt, um, not wow. 277 necessarily. But what you'll get is you'll get a full, you'll uh, illuminate that cavity and that side will look awesome. Now you can pick it where you could be a 6000K, which is super bright white, or you may want to warm it up. But if it was fluorescent, it was probably 4000K is what it was, which is the old terminology, a cool white type level. That was it. Um, okay. How how wide is the sign? How big is it? What's the dimension of it? Uh, let's see here. One's a Texaco sign. It's round. It's probably okay. it's probably 30 inches. And then okay. I've got a standard oil sign. That's, okay. It's a two by three. Yeah. So that, 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 that type of array system, it's, it's, they're all wired together. Um, that would really work quite well because you could really fill it in uh, – Depending if you get the latest, greatest, it wouldn't take. Yeah, great question. Anyway, yeah, great question. Go ahead. What else? What else, Russ? Okay, so my shop, I got twelve foot ceilings. Uh huh. I have eight foot lights in it now. They're twenty years old. It's it's time to to fix them up. I think I would like to go when I replace them. Just go with LEDs. Okay. Because you get so much more light out of them. Sure. You can go because um, the ones I have now are really yellow now. Yeah, so. they're they're getting it into life. The ballast is going on. You got two ways you can go about this. The the cheap it's yeah it's cheaper, it's faster, easier. Is you can go with uh, LED tubes that are and you said they're eight foot. So right? it depends on the end, like an right. eight footer, right? Yeah, right. eight foot. Is it a single pin or um, is it a recess probably pin? A black. Push, probably a push pins, right? Yeah, there's there's two. Uh, no, no, it's it's a two pin. It's a two pin. Eight foot, eight footers. Eight footer. yeah. And so they're, the pins are yeah. recessed on them, right? So yeah, I think it's if I remember right, it's got kind of like a black um, plastic around it. Black plastic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are those are HOs. There's VHO, but they're probably just HOs. And those HOs, um, you're going to need to go. Uh, I got to think. I can't. Oh, it's been a long time since I look at those tables. Uh, I'm, you're t we're talking legacy equipment here, and I'm drawing. I used to know this stuff off the top of my head. But anyway. HO equivalents, you can look up uh, what's the lumen output of an HO equivalent. And you can look this up online and look up uh, HO lamp. Okay. Put your lamp code in there. It'll tell you, hey, this bulb created this many lumens. Now you go and you look up the manufacturers of uh, some of those retrofits. What they're doing is they're adapting the, they're taking the same 8-foot tube and, and offering it with that new cap on here. All right, you've got that method, and that's, there's a, what in your case you're going to want to do a type B, which is um, direct wire. It's where the um, 
the negative and the positive get run up to the uh, neutral and the, the right. power. And you bypass the ballast. <clears throat> you bypass yes. the ballast. Oh, is so what you take you're the doing. ballast out. Right. Yeah, okay. you don't need oh, that you anymore. leave it in there. You, you just, leave it just in, wire yeah. around it. Yeah. yeah, we did that at our okay. shop. Just yeah. wire around it. Yeah. The, they work great. That That's yeah. a great way. The other way is that you can go do full new high fixtures, fixtures and – in your situation at 12 feet that you'd be a low bay, but you need something that's going to um, give you full widespread. Are your ceilings, is it a flat ceiling, by the way? Yeah, yeah, it's a flat ceiling. Is it white? Yeah, I painted it white. Okay, helps. that helps. Yeah, that helps. helps a bunch. So when you go up there, um, but the, the thing about it is a little bit of up light, depending on how you mount the fixtures, there are uh, one by two format fixtures. That can do a great job, but you've got to watch your spacing and watch what the the angle of the light coming out of those fixtures, because you want to you want to you want light to overlap. Right. And when you had the eight foot tubes, that light was going almost 360 degrees, depending on how they're mounted in the type of strip or in shop light reflector, whatever it was. But at the end of the day, if you just want it easy greasy, let me get in and out of it. Use those tubes. You'd have to change the sockets, though, because you can find easier in the 8-foot, you can find the single pin, which was the, yes, what they called right. a slim line. Yeah. Those are the easiest yeah, to deal with if you're capable. Yeah, are easy to change. Yeah, yeah. so change the sockets, yeah. and yep. it's a no-brainer to get in and out of it. There you go. Russ, I got to run. So does, that, other... does that help? Yeah, I just need to, what was the type of end? Um, those would be what they call slim line, single, single pin. One's stationary, the other will uh, be spring, push in. Yeah. Push in. All right, that's what I needed. Thank Russ, thanks, man. I appreciate it very much. We've got another caller. Hang tight. We'll come right back. Fix it Radio, KLZ 560. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change, all without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important, your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy. But it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Rather than struggling, you can expand your business with John Rush as your personal business coach. No matter what business you're in, it's always a mistake to wait, hold off, and see what happens. Now is the time to move forward. 
Two of John's clients are expanding right now, moving into new industries because they see an opportunity. John believes that as long as you fill a need, there's no reason not to grow. Send an email to John at RushToReason.com and run your ideas by him today. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. David Meeker with us, Facility Solutions Group. If you're listening to us on Sunday or Tuesday, thank you very much as well. And we can answer questions via text message, 307-200-8222. And even if I need David's help along those lines, I can uh, tap in him if need be. Keep in mind also, when it comes to some of this LED lighting and dimmer switches and all the things we're talking about, if you are not handy enough to do any of that sort of even retrofitting a bulb, uh, we do have somebody that can do that for you. Arc Electric, Bill Anderson, he's one of our great sponsors. Find him at fixitradio.com, and he can help you with any of what we're talking about. If it, if you feel like, hey, this is just beyond my ability, he can he can help you with all of that. And that's A-R-K with A-R-K. a K. A-R-K, A-R-K. Yeah, Arc with a K. So, yeah. uh, Spartacus, what's going on? Good morning, gentlemen. How, How are, are you doing, doing, sir? Stupendous snowy day. Yeah, a couple quick questions. Uh, actually, one comment, you may have addressed it, but the city traffic engineers kind of forgot when they're replacing all the yes. yellow <laughs> red stoplights about LEDs. Yeah. And, you know, you get wind-driven snow, it sits there, it doesn't melt. Yep. Like heat. So that's yep. not enough heat. Handle that one. And they had to go back in and put anyway. They defeated the purpose because then they had to go back in and yeah. put heaters in them. Yeah, my, uh, my question was yep. this. Are you gentlemen familiar with this trim light system? It's uh, LEDs that go on the outside of the house, no more ladders. You can change the color motif. I yep. sure am. Anytime yeah. you want with, with your cell phone. Yes. It's really cool. Or yes. Maybe I had good feedback on that. I, I was going to say it's 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 a great advent. There's a couple of companies that have um, zeroed in and done that, and that's all they do. And it is spectacular. And the the nice part about it too is that you can hide it depending on what your soffits look like. Mm-hmm. Hide it up inside right. the and, outer edge of the eave or whatever. Nobody even sees them. Yeah, and it, it, it's a great solution. And and really and truly, to to someone like Art could really. Um, do a great job with that, and I'm sure they do. But the um, the ability to change color and chase it and do all these things. Yeah. Now, the, the the one factor about that is is you'll never have what you get during our season of Christmas and so forth with the exposed. It, it's different because you're you're yeah. illuminating the area, and depending on what your house is designed like, you can really create some great ambiance on the outside of the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, create do you some. Do that. You do, do you do that in Colorado Springs? Is that part of your service area? <clears throat> no, I don't do that on residential. That's we're commercial only. But um, okay. someone like I, I'm Arc- guessing Bill Anderson. If you yeah. called, if you called Bill's, uh, I think Bill would probably be more than willing to do that. He's he's on the south end of Denver anyway, so that wouldn't no. be a big deal for him to do. No. And what's the name? What's the name it's of the Arc, with Bill? Arc Electric. Bill Anderson. Arc Electric. Just find okay. him on the website fixitradio.com. Piece of cake. Arc with a K. Thanks, Jens. All right. Thanks, Jens. You bet. No, thank you very much. We appreciate it. All right. We've got about uh, five minutes left or so. Not even that. We've got about four minutes left. What do you want to cover, David? I, I know I know. there's a lot more to do. We'll have you back in the future, <laughs> yeah. but what do you want to end with? <laughs> no pressure. No pressure at all. Uh, um, well, I would simply say this. Let's just uh, let's go back to homes because we all live in one. Yes. Apartment or home. And in our homes, we really want it to look nice. What I will I'll – I'll give it an admonishment. To those of us that are older, if you're uh, past the age of 60, you may say, well, I like 5,000 lights in my house. And your wife's going, you are nuts. But you are creating a nighttime uh, issue is that at nighttime, 
past six o'clock, particularly with the, the early sunsets and so forth right now, you have to, um, your body has a, a, what they call circadian rhythm. And I won't go into that beyond, just look it up. Circadian, I can't talk or enunciate words Circadian well Circadian rhythm. Thank you, John. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So your body is reset by the color light of light that you see. So let's just boil it down this way. You get up in the morning, look outside right at sunrise. That's about as low as 1,800 lumens. Or excuse me, I said that all wrong. 18, 1,800 Kelvin. Get to 10 o'clock, you're at about 4,000 Kelvin. At high noon, you can be as on a blue sky day. You're at above 6,000 Kelvin. As you start moving, you start reversing that. So you get to sunset, you'll be at 3,000, 2,800, 1,800 Kelvin. That's important because the body is like, hey, it's going to be getting time to mm -hmm. get sleepy. If you use 5,000 K light at nighttime, you're setting yourself up for a sleepless night potentially, and you'll mess up your internal clock. It's vital, and it, I, I've got a reading light that's at 5,000K at nighttime, and I even have to watch that because I know it'll mess me up. In your bathroom particularly, you don't want that. Um, the other thing is if you have a modern flat screen, you can reset that flat screen to so be at a warm. Yes, they've now got that setting You have to have that. In. Our phones, mm -hmm. iPhones are brilliant. Uh, Apple did a great job of that. I don't know how Android's doing it. Those are the, the right. greenies. Greenies. Greenies now. Hey! Oh! Hey! Hey! But hey, Charlie, the, you just oh, did it again. Oh, <laughs> sorry. But the the iPhone. That's all right, we're in, you're in good company. Yeah. We're good. Uh, mine sets. Right. I say seven o'clock, and mine's immediately shifting, and right. it's really warm, and, the it, night and mode. it really does work. Yeah, it does. In your cars, the other the other caveat is if you're driving a car, and I bet the the Bolt has it at five thousand K. I bet everything is as wide as can be in there. Is it gonna? If you're getting in and out of the car, it's probably not gonna mess with you. But if you've got to be at, where this is really important, let me just digress on uh, real fast, is on call centers. Mm -hmm. They've had to recreate the light levels and 3,000 versus 5,000 for those people that work in the uh, after 12 hour, uh, after midnight. Mm -hmm. They've got to help them be able to function normally. All right. So. All right, guys, we've got to wrap it up. That's it. David, thank you very much. You're Merry welcome. Christmas. Thank great you for joining stuff. us. Christmas. We'll get him back after the first of the year again. Dennis, have a great one. We you appreciate too. it. Thanks yeah. for all you do today. We'll be right back. Drive Radio coming up next. Don't go anywhere, though. If you're listening to us on Tuesday, Rush to Reason is next, and uh, stay tuned for that. Otherwise, uh, we'll be right back. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560.